0: In the last episode, I showed you how to use Active Resource to communicate between multiple different Rails applications. For example, here I have a store application with multiple different products, and I also have a blog application with different posts. And what Active Resource allows me to do is assign a specific product from our store application to a post in our blog application. So I'm doing that using, like I said, Active Resource. Here's our product model inside of our blog application, and notice it inherits from Active Resource. And as long as I set the site URL to the URL to the store application, then it can communicate with that using XML and treat it as a resource. Okay, in this episode, I want to show you some more advanced features with Active Resource and how to um, make the most out of that. The first thing I want to show you is authorization because you may not want to allow the public users to have access to the same thing that active resource has access to. So let me jump over to the store application here and it's the products controller and notice I have this before filter authorize in here. So I've already set up some authentication authorization here and I'm doing that with HTTP basic authentication. Notice I just set it to some static strings for now to keep it simple. And if you want to know more about this approach, it's new in Rails 2, you can um, look back in episode 82. I show it more in detail there. But so how do we communicate uh, the username and password from our active resource? And that's actually really easy to do. All you have to do is put the username and password in here, in the URL to the site, just like that. And then using HTTP, it will communicate that to the store application. And you'll likely want to use HTTPS here because the pa- otherwise the password will be sent in plain text. But I'm just going to stick with the normal protocol um, just to keep it simple. Okay, some other things I want to show you, I'm going to jump into a Script Console for that. So it's a really great way. If you want to just experiment with something like Active Resource, uh, just open up the console. I highly encourage it because it's a really powerful tool uh, to just get to know um, your development environment. So as I before, I showed you, you can do a find all on a resource. And that will, down here you can see I'm actually, this is the request that's being performed on the store application. And this console is inside of our blog application here. So, as you can see, it just does a Git request on the products action there, products index. And let's say I want to add some parameters to this Git request. I, that's pretty easy to do product.find, all, and passing a params option. I can do, um, let's say, search for the word table. And this happens to be some functionality that I added to the index action in the products controller. And that way, it returns only the, the product with the word table in it. And notice it added the query there in the URL. Okay, what else? We can also create a product. So let's do product.create, just like you would a, an active record model. So that creates a new product for us. It does a post request on the product's URL. And let's jump over to our site here and reload. And there's our new product on the application. So we can also update it. Save that. And when we save it, it does a put request on that specific resource. And we can reload here and notice the name changed. All right. We can also destroy it, of course. Destroy it. And likewise, that does a delete request. Okay, so what if we have some RESTful actions which aren't really restful, they aren't the um, specific CRUD operations on the resource. Um, and back in episode 35 I showed you how to perform a custom restful action Add it to your routes. So let me show you that. I have a couple here in our products controller. Um, I have a recent action and a discontinue action and if you look in our routes file you can see its recent action is set up as a collection. So that means it's treated on multiple products as a resource, multiple resources, and that's as a Git request. And I also have a member action set up here um, called discontinue, and that's a put request that it accepts. And that means it just acts on one specific resource. So how do we access these different actions from active resource? Well, it's actually really easy to do. So let's jump over to the console again real quick. And if we do a product.get and then just call recent on this. Just pass recent as a symbol. It will call the recent action there. And let's fetch a product real quick. Uh, let's just fetch one. And then if we want to call discontinue on this specific product, we can just call uh, put because it accepts put request and just call discontinue on that. And that We'll just call put on the discontinue action for that specific resource. So that's how you handle custom restful actions in um, active resource. And that's really it for this episode. Um, Let me show you real quick a couple things that you can do if you want to customize active resource a little bit. Now I'm just setting the site variable here, but there's some other variables you can set. You can set the prefix variable. If you want to um, set a path that goes between the URL and the resource, for example, Um, let's say you want to change the name of the resource so it's not product, it's something else. You can set the element name, which will be the singular name of the product. Uh, We can set it to item, for example. Or we can also set the collection name, and we can set that to maybe store items, and that will be the plural version of the name of the resource so that's some different variables you can set in your product resource but if you're sticking with conventions usually you can just pass the site url like that and have it all work for you with ActiveResource. and that's it for this episode in just a couple days railscast will be turning one year old it seems like just yesterday i recorded the first episode but it was actually on march 5th of last year looking back at it now so the first year anniversary coming up that's really exciting but I think even more exciting is that episode number 100 is just around the corner so what I'm going to do is on the 100th episode is throw a big contest for you guys so if you want to help out with the contest I'm looking for anyone to help donate prizes or sponsor the contest if you're interested in that you can send me an email at ryan at railscast.com and for everyone else uh, you'll know the details of the contest on the 100th episode and feel free to participate. This episode is sponsored by Peepcode. Please visit peepcode.com and check out their latest screencasts on Ruby on Rails.